Episode 7. You're always the asshole in someone's story. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. And another good morning to you, kitty cats. Uh, how have you been? <laughs> I hope you've been well. Uh, it's been a totally um, insane kind of uh, start of the week. Uh, and um, yeah, I hope that you're doing as good as I am. And you're probably wondering, uh, first of all, where does being an asshole fit into the categories of health, wealth, and or happiness and i'm not quite sure myself let's try and figure this one out i would immediately say uh, that it's more towards the mental health aspect uh, i think that's quite accurate um maybe also we have the wealth aspect because a lot of people who are insanely wealthy are at least from a character perspective, assholes um, or sociopaths or whatever. And I think we addressed that in the episode about uh, the uh, um, presumed alpha beta males uh, a few episodes back. What came to my attention, though, was kind of like the blame game that always goes on. And I got the idea for the for this episode based on an experience I had when I was working in Russia a few years ago. Uh, now this was the time of the uh, Crimea annexation uh, or whatever it was, a referendum, let's call it what it actually was. I'll have to look that up and get back to you later <laughs> because the details are really kind of washed away. However, what was really interesting was despite all of the efforts of the Western media to frame Vladimir Putin as this evil supervillain coming to Russia, it was like the dude was being glorified and justifiably so. Uh, by the arguments brought forth by the locals. Now, this guy was the only one who was able to um, kind of hold this place together for years on end, uh, rather than his uh, predecessor, Boris Yeltsin, who kind of let everybody with uh, a certain amount of wealth run amok and do whatever they want. And Putin was the, was the guy to really put stability back into the country after a very, very long and dark age that they had had in the Soviet Union and in the post-Soviet era in which um, the uh, sick Anglo-capitalistic visions of a Jeffrey Sachs and all of those people were supposed to be implemented. And the majority of the population really suffered and, and was really fucked over by Western expectations to be implemented on 
a society that had no experience whatsoever with capitalism and had to really learn how to work with it. And there were a lot of quick adapters, mostly or to a degree uh, affiliated with the underworld, uh, who had understood the concept of capitalism very quickly and benefited generously from that to a degree where some of the, where some of those uh, oligarchs as they're also referred to became the richest people on the planet or some of the richest people on the planet and long story short putin kind of put order back into the chaos that uh, uh, that yeltsin had left behind long story short putin was being framed as the asshole and on the other hand, I heard that, or on the other side of the former Iron Curtain, I think, wow, that was quite metaphorical. <laughs> um, you had a totally different opinion. Now, this is larger than life, of course, because this is international global politics and PR campaigns and smear campaigns and anti-disinformation campaigns and information warfare, I think, um, as an overall term, would be quite adequate to use here. That being said, the same kind of behavior kind of reflects into your personal or might reflect or might enter your personal life as well. And it did so for me on several occasions, right? But why is it that you are always someone's asshole and who is really prone to becoming victim to smear campaigns? I think that's the question worth addressing here. What I noticed in my previous lives was that I always used to really, really, really take great pride in wearing branded clothing by Tommy Hilfiger, Hugo Boss, uh, Wolfgang Joop, uh, all of the kind of, to me, affordable designers. And I would spend shitloads of money on clothes and at times had north of fifteen dollars to $20,000 at once in my closet. And after a certain point in my life, I think it was after I left the insurance industry, I kind of laid back and traded in the three, four, five thousand dollar suit for comfortable jeans, a comfortable shirt, maybe. And if I if you were lucky, you would see me in a sports coat. Otherwise it was probably jeans, turtleneck, and my dearly beloved Doc Martin's boots. And I started noticing that because I didn't have the corporate uniform on anymore people were being more relaxed towards me they weren't so uptight and they didn't think that i was a formal person that they were talking to but they were kind of like in a more relaxed mode and it made it insanely much easier to talk to me directly now don't take this as a kind of removal of respect from a person, but it made me more approachable. Therefore, people could directly engage me rather than talking behind my back to other people, 
about what type of person I am and making assumptions because the the uniform was kind of even though it wasn't a uniform per se but it was you know a, a suit is nothing more or l- nothing less than a uniform at the end of the day you know it gives you makes you present yourself in a certain amount of respect etc 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 now losing the suit was really an interesting experience because again as i mentioned you know you immediately become more laid back more chilled out and on the other hand it's this social experiment i think it was if anything was that it was totally interesting to see how you were treated differently at a border crossing for instance or on at the airport right the moment I kind of left the suit at home, you were treated with a totally different attitude by a lot of people that work there with a double digit IQ and a triple digit income. It was totally insane. Let me give you an example. Uh, I was flying out of, I think it was Brussels. I was on a project there uh, and I flew back home for the weekend and i was in my suit obviously because i just left the client's offices uh, went to the airport sat on a plane and boom was home um, a bit later and a week later i was with a client again again flew home but this time on a friday because i had kind of missed the last flight out of brussels and I took the first flight in the morning and I was wearing rather civil clothing. Uh, It was, um, I was wearing, uh, uh, I think, um, a pair of jeans, my Doc Martens boots, obviously I even wear them uh, to to a gala, uh, to my tuxedo, uh, to complete the outfit. And jeans and and whatnot. Um, I think I was wearing maybe a shirt, probably could be and a vest and a scarf. And that's how I approached airport security. I was still the, the, the same person, right? But it felt totally differently. And I can't even tell you why. First of all, when I arrived, it wasn't the usual, there you go, sir, um, you're you're finished you know just unpack your laptop and your ipad and it was like you were looked at differently you were approached differently uh by the security personnel and this was the first time at brussels airport and i had done lots of flights out of there it was the first time in forever that i had to take my shoes off because they were assuming that uh, I was, I don't know, hiding a bomb or whatever not. And this just because I wasn't formally dressed, but dressed a little bit a little bit more relaxed. Now, I wasn't looking like a bum or anything. At least I don't think so. Uh, but take the outfit plus long blonde hair, and you're like, okay, we may have to keep a distance here. So that being said, I think one of the most important things to take away is to free yourself from these valued possessions or supposedly valued possessions uh, with brand names on it um, because it takes away a tax surface for people that 
enjoy to talk about you rather than to you. And when you actually have made this step, right, and you've dropped the the suit and you've dropped the uh, modern watch that has no real value, uh, but just because it's got a brand name on it, it was sold to you uh, for uh, for a price, and you were suckered severely. I think then you kind of figure out that, or you learn that people will find you more approachable, talk to you rather than about you. And by that, you reduce the number of times that you're the asshole in someone's story. At least that's my experience. In that sense, have a good night um, with your hands above the blanket, preferably. <laughs> and uh, if you're in a time zone that it's morning, I wish you uh, a totally insanely successful day. And I will see you next episode, but I won't leave you without asking for your feedback, both positive and negative, to the very best podcast in the world at gmail.com. See you soon, guys.